everybody and welcome to Parent Toolbox. We are so excited uh, that you have joined us today. I am super excited to have our special guest today, Mr. Donnie Stribble in the house. And Mr. Donnie and I work together at Shiloh Terrace Baptist Church in Dallas. Donnie, welcome. It's great to be here with you. My favorite children's ministry. Oh, Donnie, Donnie. Oh, you are always my encourager, that's for sure. So, Donnie, you are the minister to worship yes. here at Shiloh Terrace. Yes. You do a wonderful job. We know that it's not always easy, but thank you for always having grace and always having humor. And again, I will repeat to say that you are always an encouragement to thank me. Thank you. Thank you. So I love, I love um, hanging out with you, and I'm so excited that you're with me today because you my friend are going to be able to share a little bit about your life and your life as a dad and your life as a granddad, which is probably your best title, I'm going to guess. Yes, so, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So let's start off and just um, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, maybe first start with you and okay. your, your family growing up and then now where you're at with your family. Good. Well, first of all, I was born at a very early age and, uh, and seven minutes after I was born, my brother was born, so I have a twin. They're Donald and Ronnie, or Ronnie and Donnie, as you call us. And uh, we've uh, grown up as twins, had a great time. My dad was a pastor. Okay. <clears throat> My mom was a pastor's wife. And so we had a very interesting time growing up. That's uh, great. That's yeah. awesome. So so where does, your, where does your brother live? My brother lives in Longview, Texas, okay. with his wife. They have one daughter who has grown, of course, and they have one grandson. And uh, we still visit and talk every week. Okay. And uh, some people ask if we look alike. We do not look alike. He got all the looks, uh, but I got all the talent. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, with twins, you know, people always want to know growing up, did y'all act like one another? Did you feel the same thing? Did you, you know, act like you were him and he, you in class? Like, how did, how did that work out? Very interesting. I, didn't, I don't really know when we were very young how we did, but I know my mother always dressed us alike until we were probably in the third grade. <clears throat> and back then, we didn't care. We didn't know. Nowadays, it would embarrass us, of course. And uh, I remember we were scared going to the first grade, so we stayed together in the same class. And, uh, and Ronnie is left-handed and I'm right-handed. The first day of school, we were to ride the bus home, and the instructions were to go to the bus at the front of the line and I listened to Ronnie and he said no I said there's the bus no it's this bus and we went to the back of the line and we rode the wrong bus oh, no. all the way on they had to take us back to school in the first grade and we were sitting on the curb crying when my daddy came oh, to pick us no. up <clears throat> so I learned it left and right don't go together oh no <clears throat> my goodness well so tell us um tell us about your family now my family now is good. Can I tell one more about oh, yes, as a baby? Do. Yes. <clears throat> I was told this was true. My dad was a pastor, as I've told, and uh, oh, I can't. I won't tell you all the times that he stopped in the middle of a sermon and called me and Ronnie down because we were giggling and cutting up and saying, "Ronald, you and Donald separate. You move this oh, in the pew." No. That was in Channel View, Texas, First Baptist Church embarrassed. But anyway. How old were you? <clears throat> oh, we were in junior high school. Oh. Elementary and junior high. Oh, no. But anyway, but before that, when we were just bed babies, my dad went in view of a call at Alta Vista Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. And they put us in the nursery. And 
this, this was told to be true. And when my dad came to, and mom came to pick us up, they said, this Reverend and Miss Tribble, we've got something amazing to tell you. Ronald was in one bed and Donald was in another bed. And at some point, Donald stood up and gave his testimony to all the nursery. Yes, I don't know. They said it was true. She said, what? He stood up in the bed and gave his testimony. And when he finished, there wasn't a dry seat in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> Donnie. I was told that was true. <laughs> oh, okay. my goodness. Okay, so, hey, one thing we have in common, uh, but, you know, besides a lot of other yes. things, but is my dad called me out from the pulpit. Oh, when I, I, was I don't with, believe that. Yes. I do did. not believe he that. He did in front of everybody, and it was mortifying. Yes. And, and you know that I've never did anything like that again because that was really so so you and I have that in common I didn't know so yes um well that's awesome Donnie you are so fun and I know you were probably a very fun dad even though you disciplined and had to you know I think my my children would say hello yes and so thinking back to those years when your kids were in the house and growing up what is a favorite memory that you have of you with your kids favorite memory i have so many i think probably my favorite memories would be when we took vacations mm-hmm. and we traveled together and of course we had a van and with a, a kind of a bed in the back and we traveled in that we used to stay in the motel we had a swimming pool and we would just have fun times i remember wrestling with the girls throwing them in the swimming pool uh that's that's a favorite memory also as growing up favorite memory was to watch them grow to different stages until i went to field road baby's church in arlington when they were, one of them was a fifth grader, one of them was an eighth grader, one of them was a junior in high school. I was the youth minister. That I don't. I was always a youth and music minister until that point. And so they went on trips with me, a youth mission trips, choir tours, and we had a good time there. Uh, I remember them going through different stages in junior high and high school, becoming cheerleaders, and we always had girls over the house all the time. So memories of growing up were really wonderful. Hey, Donnie, did you even talk about your kids? I no. don't think you. <laughs> no. I don't think you introduced your kids. Ginger and I are a blended family. Yes. She has a son and a daughter that are both grown, of course. And uh, son lives in Fort Worth. Our daughter, I call her our daughter. She and her husband are on the Christian radio station in Washington D.C. every day. Cool. Christian radio That's personalities. Awesome. And then I have three daughters, Jennifer who lives in El Paso. She's in the educational system. She's not in the classroom anymore. She's in charge of testing for El Paso and have been school teachers. She has two of our grandchildren, Renner and El. They're both in high school and junior high. One of them's in high school and junior high. And then we have Jessica, the baby. Jennifer's the oldest. The baby Jessica lives in Texarkana with two of our grandchildren, Riley and Turner. And they're precious also. And then Jamie, my middle daughter lives in Arlington, about eight minutes from our new house that we just moved into. And she has four. Preston, who many of you already know from our church, who has graduated this year, going to DBU in the fall. Then we have Mallory, who will be in high school as a freshman. Then we have Sophie, who I think will be in the sixth grade or seventh grade, I can't remember. And then Brody, who will be in the, he's in elementary in the fourth grade. I can't remember the grades, Jimmy yeah, does. Okay. Yeah. But, and then we have, uh, that's our children. Yeah. So what do they call you? Your your grandchildren. Now we also have two grown grandchildren, uh, Devin and Lane. And Devin has two of our precious great grandchildren, Ben and Madison. 
And then Lane has one of our precious great-grandchildren, Peyton, and they're all lovely. The grandchildren call me Papa, and the, the great-grandchildren, those three wonderful great-grandchildren, call me Pops. That was not planned. That just happened very organically, as yeah. we young folks say. Right, right, organically. That's awesome. I love you, Donnie. That's so I fun. Yeah, that's so fun. I know you're a great papa and pops. You love your family, and I know just it's evidenced in how you talk about them and in how you pray for them and all those things. And so I the, the whole reason we have this podcast is to encourage parents. It is all about encouraging those who are walking a road that that is behind you, you know, you're a little bit ahead of the journey um, as a grandparent, and you've seen and done a lot. You know, you have had your own kids, and that now it's blended, and your kids are grown, and now you have grandchildren and great grandchildren, and so you have experienced a lot. And I know that you, as humble as you are, you would you would not say this, but I know I know you. You would say, no, Joanna, that's not true. But the reality is, is that you have so much wisdom and knowledge through your experiences. And that's what we want to really tap into today is just, and, and just to hear more about you and your, and your family. So I want to ask you a question in regard to, you know, dads today, as you know, we live in a crazy world. Um, it is, it is a hard world to raise kids in today. Um, and I would love to hear if there's anything that maybe you wish you had known back then that you could share today. Um, you know, some some piece of advice for dads today who might be struggling, who might just need a word of encouragement on how to be a, a, a strong dad for their family. What advice would you give to our, our fellow dad friends today? Let me say this, first of all, I messed up many times being a dad or a parent. Now that I look back on it, I feel like many times I was too rough and too hard on my girls. Uh, and they would probably agree to that. But at the same time, I know they know I love them. Uh, but being in the ministry, uh, you kind of live in a glass house. And I try not to let that influence my parenting. Uh, but. They were always at church with us, wherever we went. And usually they were, we have kids. We always had people at our house and uh, young people and, and children, their friends. Uh, let me say this. The best thing I think that I did and could do is pray for them. And their mother prayed for them also, more than me probably. Pray for them and allow them to know we love them and get them involved in any decision we had to make. For instance, the greatest decision we had to make as a family was when we moved from a small town in East Texas, Atlanta, Texas, where I had served as music and youth minister for 13 years to Arlington, Texas, which was scary for us and the girls. But we all prayed about it and everybody agreed it was God's will. That meant a lot to me. But it wasn't all peaches and cream. There were some challenges. Sure. Uh, and, uh, but I believe that because we did the right thing, that God had continued to bless us. Also, while I was there, I had a major mess up in my life. Many people know about it, many don't know about it. I don't like to talk about it, but I will say this. It was all my fault. I was caught up in stupidity, in Satan. But here's the bottom, here's the plus. God, 
forgave me as I repented of that and went through counseling and did the things that I knew to be right to make it right with my family and everyone else involved. And so as a result, I've been blessed since then. And uh, as I said, uh, Ginger and I are a blended family. So we've been married now nearly 17 years. And, uh, we, and I have a wonderful relationship with my former wife and her husband and all of my daughters. We all are blessed by God. So as I say that, let me say this. As I was a student minister, a youth minister, I would have many, many times to, to, we used to call it counseling. I don't counsel anybody anymore. I didn't back then. Talk with parents. And I would have many parents say, well, my child is, back then it was either drinking, doing some kind of drugs, or running around with, sneaking out of the house and dating, girls dating, older guys that shouldn't be in college from high school. Anyway, here's what I would tell them every time, and I've seen it work, and I still see it work today. This is something that just came to my mind that I can share. I think it's important that we raise our children with Christ, and even more important, maybe as important as that, we raise our children in a local church. Do you agree to that? Of course. Let them be involved in a church somewhere. And let me tell you why. Because I've seen this happen in many, many instances where parents had said, oh no, my child is out on alcohol too much, drugs, or running around with the wrong crowd. And I, I'm so afraid. And I would be able to tell them, back then I was younger, but I would still tell them, what I read in the scripture is this. There's a scripture that says, train up a child in the way he should go when he is old and won't depart from it. I also says honor your parents. So I would tell parents this, you tell that daughter or that son, we forbid you to do this, or we forbid you to go with that person, or we forbid you to be at that uh, event. And they would tell me, but they're still gonna sneak around and go, or sneak around and drink, or sneak around and do that. And I would be able to say, yes, you're right. More than likely, you are right, because you don't with them all the time. But here's what I wanna tell you, I know They've accepted Christ as their Savior, the ones I'm thinking of, because you brought them up in the church. They know Jesus as their Savior. And yes, they will continue to do some of those things, but they will never be at peace about it. They will feel guilty. They'll have a guilty conscience, but what I call that is conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I've seen that, and I said, if you'll pray for them and love them, and if they don't get hooked on drugs or alcohol and don't get killed, I can promise you, they will be back to where they're supposed to be. And I have seen that happen, Joanna, tens of hundreds of times. So be patient, pray, and set down the guidelines and let them know how you feel. That is so good. That's the best thing I can think of. So good. That, that's awesome, Donnie. That, I'd say I, that was for somebody out there today. They needed to hear that. Can I say something else about Absolutely. advice? This is for every parent. Ginger is much better at this than I am. But we pray for our children and our grandchildren regularly. And yes, all of our children and grandchildren are not where we would like for them to be, but they're all wonderful and in wonderful places. But we still pray for them, that God would speak to them, that they would be the kind of parents and grandparents. We would be the kind of grandparents, and they would be the kind of parents and, and grandchildren that they need to be. Yeah. Uh, we do it regularly, but I want to brag on Ginger. 
prayers every night, every night without exception. She prays for a family group. And I think God has continued to bless that. There's no doubt in my mind, we've seen God answer prayers. I would say, pray for your children and grandchildren and really mean it and just hold them up in prayer. That's all you can do. That's exactly right. That is so good, Donnie. And, you know, and one of your your best titles, so to speak, would be Papa. Um, Pops to the great to right. the great grands. The grandchildren call me Papa, Papa. and the greats call me Pops. Yeah. And I love them both. Yeah. And so as you think about your role as a as a Papa or a Pops, um, how do you want to be remembered when, wow. when you go to heaven? Wow. You know with certainty you're going to heaven because you have trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And the Bible says that when you do that, then you you will be in heaven. Yes. Um, so how do you want to leave, a, what do you want to leave behind for your grandchildren, your children, and your great-grandchildren? I would like to leave a legacy of love and kindness. I would like for them to remember me, whether however they put it or not, but I would like for them to think of me and remember me as a humble person, a humble man who loved them deeply, and uh, I would like them to remember that I was a fun yeah. person that enjoyed having fun. But And I would like them to remember me as a, a man who loved God and loved every single person in our family. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Is there anything you're currently doing to help with that legacy, you know? As you, um, you know, you're you're sort of semi-retired, but not really. We know right, that. Right. <laughs> and you have a lot of years, you know, Lord willing, oh, you thank know, you to, for to saying serve that. and thank to, you for saying um, and to minister to people and uh, wh- whatever those roles will look like, you know, in these coming years. Um, but is there anything you're currently actively doing to see that that will happen? Because it doesn't just, I mean, those qualities of, hum- you know, yes, that's who you are. But are you doing anything tangibly or, you know, to, to help see that that happens? I, I hope that they see it in the way that I live and the way that I treat other people. Uh, I think maybe they have. I think they have seen me and Ginger helping others that they would not understand. Uh, I'm also, yes, we're helping. For instance, we have some people that are in jail and prison that we help send money and prayers to and encourage. I've, I know about one one man that I've helped a lot and they've seen that and I've, I've had, they've seen me take people in and uh, and buy food for them and stuff, stuff like that. But also we're putting together a book of quotes that I'm going to leave you. Just quotes, my own quotes and some others we've shared. Like quotes as in life quotes. Life quotes, yeah. things I've learned. Quotes yeah. from other people. Even. Oh, that is, that's awesome. You know. Yeah, what a treasure that will be. Yes. But they won't get that until. No, we're probably going to give it to them. Oh, no, I'm going to give it to them as soon as I so, get it done. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Donnie, as we as we wrap up today, um, I just want to close with maybe a spiritual truth, a spiritual you know, um, thought and ask you, is there, do you have a favorite verse or do you have a favorite Bible person that you live well, your life out with or, you know, well, that you're I guess my favorite with? Bible person would be Paul because of boldness and uh, he just, I just really enjoyed hearing about his life. I think, I, I don't know about a favorite verse. I love the one that says, 
uh, is it Philippians, Joanna, that says, yeah. I can do all things through Philippians Christ. Philippians 4.13. Thank you. Who strengthens me. But also, I love Psalm 27. Judah says, I'm not afraid of anything. I, there are a few things I'm afraid of, but not many. But I guess I'd say I'm afraid my, all my children and grandchildren won't come to know Christ. That's a fear. But Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a host of enemies should encamp against me, he will take care of me. Anyway, basically, that's it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, any last final words as we no, close today? I would say this, that uh, it's been wonderful serving at Shallow Terrace. And I am part-time now. And as you may know, uh, besides this, I also have a roofing company that I've had for 20 years. Nice. And so God has provided people that need roofs to call me and yeah. we're full of integrity. Yeah. We do a great job. Yeah. And so I'm we'll, not putting, we'll, we'll push there, I'm not, not putting a big plug I'm in there. But anyway, no, God has taken right. care of us and as yeah. a testimony to his grace and sufficient. That's right. That's right. He's taking care of us. That's right. Amen. Well, Donnie, brother, thank you for joining Girl, us today. It was it was We fun, love you. Thank always. you for asking me to do this. They absolutely. And listen, Anytime. God bless every one of you. Amen. Well, y'all have a you have something else? <laughs> Can I just say a quick prayer for you? Well, absolutely. Let let's, close, let's close in prayer. Lord, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but I know you do. And first of all, I want to say, we thank you for your love and grace, because without that, we wouldn't even be here. Thank you for Joanna and the ministry she has here with our children in preschool. Lord, please bless her family and her. And Lord, thank you for the privilege of being on this podcast. And I pray, Lord, that whoever hears this, that your Holy Spirit would speak in some way to them and encourage them. Help us all to be kind, to be humble, and to love others is our prayer. And especially our children, our grandchildren, and our spouses. We love you, and I pray all this in the most wonderful, precious, and loving name that I know. The name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Joanne. Have a blessed day. Thank you.